It is that time again. Welcome along to We March On with Steve and Tom, the unofficial Southampton FC podcast in partnership with the Believe Podcast Network. It is a mouthful, but we're grateful that you've come to join us. Loads on the show today, but first of all, let me introduce the man, the mystery, the elegant Stephen Forbes. Steve, how are you, mate? Wow, that nailed that, Tom. Not only the intro, uh, but also uh, my introduction. Um, you said it was a mouthful, but a mouthful of something delicious. Wouldn't it? It'd be like if you went to, um, it, like if you went to an Italian restaurant and you just had your your fill of of pasta or pizza, and you sit down to dessert, and you go, "I'll have the tiramisu, please," and you take a spoonful that's just slightly too large uh, for conventional purposes, and yep. you don't you don't care because it is delightful. It, we are the we are the right balance of uh, creaminess, sweet mm. like chocolate, and just a little bit bitter like coffee. Yeah, this is our third record of this, so this is the best <laughs> intro that we've had out of the three. I'm just kidding. Uh, no, you, kind of you know sometimes when you go to a really nice uh, ice cream shop and they give you a little forkful, a little spadeful, the tiny little spadeful. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You've had about 10 or 13. That is this episode right here. It is episode 13. Thank you very much to Saints Brass for playing us in. Always delightful. Um, and thank you very much for everybody who's got in touch with us on our social media, which is, of course, at We March On Pod. And thank you to anybody who's taken the time. It doesn't take long to give us a little rate, a review, a like, just anything. It mm. all helps. That's what you have to say. It all helps. It really does. We've had people um, tweet us um, saying, you know, love the podcast, want it to grow, um, and then tagging, you know, other people in it, which is great. That's what we need. Just a bit more um, yeah. engagement, I would say. Oh. And uh, Buzzword. Buzzword. Yeah, <laughs> it's that jargon, Tom. It's that marketing jargon. Uh, some people said to me, uh, could you talk less about Southampton? That is depressing, but just talk about more <laughs> about your life because that's really interesting. Um, but no, we can't do that. We talk about Southampton Football Club and there mm. is much to get into this week. Can I also just take this moment, Steve, mm. to say the reply has happened from the one and only, the legend, Nigel Adkins. He will be appearing on this podcast soon. I just wanted to oh. drop that very suddenly into this podcast to let people know we've got guests coming don't you worry about that That is a that is a hook right there isn't it to, to keep people listening for another five weeks until we get him on yeah not this episode you can stop now <laughs> <laughs> don't do that but yeah very soon that's really that's really exciting tom obviously thank you for being able to use your um your contacts uh, yeah. and and you know get in touch with nigel and, and he's agreed to come on at some point in the future so we will you know firm up a date and we'll Are have a special leaving? episode I've just got a question, mate, and everyone mm. wants to know about this, looking at your social media and, of course, We March On podcast. Um, mate, what's what's this? Are you leaving? you going into the world of telly? What's happening? Uh, not not anytime soon, as, oh. far as, I'm, as far as I'm aware. Um, if you're referring to my escapade at the weekend, um, for lack of a better term, that was a 33-year-old man going on work experience. Um, <laughs> um, so I was up at uh, the BT Sports Studios on Saturday um, on the score, which is mm. their like version of Soccer Saturday or Final Score if you're a BBC watcher. And uh, it was really interesting. So I uh, essentially am trying to do a bit of, of reporting work um, and, and add to my uh, repertoire of work. Um, so, yeah, I thought... 
there was no games for me to kind of go and shadow on with a reporter um, at the weekend. And so they offered me the opportunity to just come up and see how the production worked from behind the scenes. And it, it was really beneficial in places, got to sit in on the, on the gallery and, and, and how everything works and how they kind of communicate with the presenters and reporters out and make everything seem really slick and seamless. And, and that was great. And getting to chat to some, some lovely people who, who work on the production in like sound or lighting, etc. Um, Part Get to the it, point, mate. Who did you make a cup of tea for? Who did you make a cup well, of tea or no, coffee for? Well, the thing for? is, that that's maybe the odd thing because you're not... I wasn't going up there on essentially like standard work experience that you did when you were 17, 16, 17, 18 years old. Um, I, I kind of felt like... A did you stand bit. around a lot with your phone, just looking busy, and people go, "You're all right, mate. Sorry, you're in the way. Uh, are you are you Billy Big Time?" And you go, "I'm Steve Forbes from Saints Live. Thank you." In the way, maybe felt a little bit like the the right expression. It's like you. What I felt like was, you know, when you go to a gathering and there's that spare plate of like cheese and pineapple skewers that no one wants, and they just keep getting handed around, and they just the, the plate never decreases in volume. Uh, I felt a little bit like that. Um, oh, but you know, it was just about you know speaking to people, m- making contacts, I suppose, for lack of mm. a better term, networking. Let's go with more oh, jargon. Mate. Yeah, Horrible. it was networking, and um, and yeah, hopefully, you know, further down the line, maybe there's an opportunity to to go out again or or get some work with them. But that would be exciting to be able to kind of do transition more into the kind of the telly side of stuff. But you know, that's I don't want to kind of big anything up too much. It was just very You're much like a day out. You're leaving, aren't you? You're leaving this. If they Prevent- if this- they if they offer money, if they offer more than zero pounds, then yes, sure. I, I I probably would leave. Yeah, Tom. Can't argue with him, mate. You've got to take. You've got to go sometimes where the money is, and there's no money here. So uh, this <laughs> is just a love project. Um, mate, that, well, that's great. Our fingers crossed for that. And it's just anything to be involved in football. Um, it would have been brilliant though if Saints were playing that day. I know that yeah. that would be a massive clash with Saints live and you doing what you do. But to be in a studio like that when Saints score, oh, that would have been epic. Yeah, like Franny not, Benali not does. Yeah. Well, he wasn't up there because it was, well, I don't know if he does other games, probably does other games, but there was no Saints match on as you, as you um, obviously pointed out. So I was working that the following day. But there was Martin Keown, Steve Sidwell was there as well um, as, as their ex-players and pundits. Did you get an autograph? Did you get an autograph? No, no, but I've spoken to Martin a couple of times anyway when he's been up at TalkSport on a Friday with, with Jim Jim White and Simon Jordan. So He um, seems like a very serious player. Yes, I'm Martin Keown. I talk very seriously about things. Yes, Martin. I've I've read books. He sort of gives that vibe. Yeah, off. I know what you mean. I know what you mean. Um, <laughs> oh, good. I mean, he's not going to listen to this. It's not going to matter what I say about him. But um, <laughs> yeah, it's um, he, he does come across sometimes a, a little intense or... Um, yeah, with a, with a very strong opinion on stuff, but you know that's not necessarily a bad thing. Not at all. Um, but yeah, it was it was a good experience. Um, hopefully, maybe something comes comes a bit further down the line. What what have you been up to, Tom? Oh mate, let me be Martin Keown. Let me harness Martin mm. Keown. I had a pretty busy week on F1 Esports, but they went and lumped me in at Chelsea Football Ground, uh, their hotel there. It's called the um, Millennium <gasps> Copthorne. Yeah, you didn't get a picture. You didn't no, do didn't. a jogging <laughs> no, picture. You promised, right, mate, Tom. Mate, come on. I said in the last podcast, I said a lot of things in the last podcast that we need to tackle. I said I was going to get a Don Ballard uh, on the back. That was only if he scored, though, and And he he didn't play. So he let me down, and now I've gone off him. I haven't at all. I love him. Uh, But uh, yeah, I was was positioned right. uh, My window for the hotel room was looking at Chelsea Football Club and seeing the amount of people go up and have a selfie or a picture with it. 
I was about, I was out of spitting range, but uh, I would have done. <laughs> no, I'm, I didn't get it. Uh, a lot of fun. Do you know what? It's quite nice to walk past. I tell you what, though, if you have seen the Chelsea's maybe fifth kit, can they have a fifth kit? It's a cream number. I think it's supposed to look like it's gold. Right. And uh, it, I, 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 for them in the shop, they've done it badly. They've got a toy section with little cuddly te- uh, teddy bears and that is the same color as the kit and there was part of me that was giggling <laughs> as i walked past and had a look i was like all right so you just look like giant little teddy bears all right yeah. cool chelsea but um yeah uh, good fun got to walk past still not as ge- as good as the mega store down in southampton by the no. way steve how's that going with my um uh, purchasing of with my your order kit? um yeah. Oh, just a simple yes or no, mate. Is it is it yeah, helping? Not, yeah, not got it yet. Not got it yet. But yeah, but probably better get into the podcast then. What's the day tomorrow? It's it's Wednesday, and we've got Bournemouth away doing the show Saints Live. If anyone wants to tune in, that'll be on tomorrow night uh, before the Bournemouth game. We're doing it from St Mary's. We're not going to Bournemouth. So if the mega store is open, I will go to work a bit earlier than normal. And get you that shirt. Okay. I think they shut at five or half five. So, I, and I'm pretty sure it's an eight o'clock. Forget about so it. I'd start work at four or half four. So, Don't worry about it, mate. Don't worry about it. It sounds like it's going to be no, too get difficult it. for you. No, no, no. You're off to go and do TV world, right? I've been lumped in a Chelsea football ground hotel. What a great start to a podcast. <laughs> So, Tom, uh, all of our escapades outside of the podcast to one side, we should really dive in to the Southampton FC content for this week. We should do. And what a goal it was at St. Mary's from Declan Rice. It is. It, when you watch it back, it is gorgeous to look at, isn't it? Like, I, I, know, I know you can't, but it was just beautiful. Well, I will take one thing from the game, and there's lots to get into, and there's lots of positives. But Declan Rice looks good for it for England in the World Cup. That's just around the corner, guys. Do you know what? When that goal went in, I I turned to Kenzie and just said, "That yeah, was a good goal, wasn't it?" Like you it couldn't was a even, good goal. You couldn't even you couldn't do anything. It was it was so well taken. Like his little give and go, I think, with Ben Rama, and then just kind of letting the ball run across his body. Body he didn't even take a touch, and then just curled it perfectly into the bottom corner. Um, yeah, it, it was a fantastic strike. Less um, controversial, should we say, than Perro's opener. Um, yeah. But, but uh, uh, which was still, you know, I was happy when that went in. But yeah, Declan Rice was, was a, there was a fine effort from that young man. Hey, listen, it's a point. It's positive uh, times at St. Mary's. Uh, the two older ladies um, who did a little report for, for Southampton fans on their social media was brilliant. That has been um, that has been watched a lot of times by Southampton fans, and lots of comments have happened. I think there's a lot of positives to take from the game. Perot, if there was one person that was going to score, of course it was going to be Perot. After that worldie he scored against West Ham, uh, yeah, that, that one in the, the FA Cup. Cup. Oh, yeah, was that was beautiful. a belter. Not quite to the same level. Wasn't as Not crisply quite. struck, uh, no. and I don't think a referee obstructed a opposition player uh, before he, he took that hit in, again against West Ham in the FA Cup, but. It was still a good strike. It got the crowd going. I felt very much in in the first half. After maybe the opening five to ten minutes, Southampton were the dominant force in that opening 45, really. Um, And I think deserved a goal. If anyone hasn't seen it, what happened was um, the ball kind of came out. 
it kind of bobbled around. There was there was opportunities, and a West Ham player tried to clear it, and he kind of sliced it, and it rolled into the path of an onrushing Perro and also Jared Bowen coming back into defence. But the referee on the day stepped into the way of Jared Bowen and stopped him from reaching the ball. Perro took a little touch, lashed it. It took a deflection off a defender and then passed um, Fabianski in the West Ham goal. So you'll take whichever, whatever goals can come at yeah. the moment, Tom. But um, yeah, I can understand in a way why West Ham fans are aggrieved. I just don't care. <laughs> that like, is no, the, no one I, would care if you were an opposition supporter. Like, if that had happened, if West Ham had scored that goal, they wouldn't care. Would you, no. you like David Moyes? Wouldn't be telling the VAR to have gone to spec savers and that the referee should be disgusted for getting in the way and not blowing and pulling it back. He would have been like, "Oh, these things happen. Oh, it's just part of the game." So you're always going to moan if you're on the receiving end of it. Yeah, it, it will balance itself out. I feel like watching that first half. Uh, I felt like Southampton were on the attack uh, a lot of the time. A couple of opportunities for West Ham, but just not getting anything on target. If they had have done, I think it could have been very much a different scoreline. Uh, Schumacher, I'm going to call him that, uh, up front for West Ham. That's his new name, by the way, Schumacher. Schumacher. Yeah, call him that. I, I, I'm not calling him Schumacher. I mean, that, I, that's a word that doesn't roll off the tongue. So Schumacher <laughs> up front for West Ham. He had opportunities. He looks very lively, very good striker. Uh, on a different day, I reckon he could have maybe got a hat trick. He didn't. Uh, and that's all that matters. Che Adams, how he gets himself into these amazing opportunities. A one-on-one -on -one with Fabianski, almost. Um, I, I'm going to call it a one-on-one. -on -one. Again, great saves from Fabianski. Shea Adams stood out for me as that player that you're just like, when will he score? Because it's frustrating, he's getting it, it, it is frustrating. But at the same time, look, if he had the same amount of chances, I saw it on Twitter as well. If he had the, he get, almost gets the same amount of chances as Haaland, but doesn't score anywhere near as many of the goals. And that it's only, like next week, well, against Bournemouth tomorrow, he might absolutely blow out the water in terms of opportunities and putting it away. But he gets himself in the right opportunity, in the right space. So for me, he stood out as one of those man of match performances. Yeah, this episode could feel very outdated by the time it goes out on Thursday because we will have already have played Bournemouth by this point. Um, so maybe Shea's got a hat trick and we don't know. Um, that, that, that could have happened. But well, he what, could, he, what, he what was two up? goals, mate. You know what I mean? In that game against West Ham, two clear... Yeah, because he gets himself in great positions, as you, as you said. And what I thought that first... I can't remember. Was it is it Kira, the the West Ham defender, the one they got yeah, from PSG? Just um, battling, battling. He, yeah, so strong and kind of powerful to get past him. And you can see he's a good runner and he's he's pretty quick as well. I think I think Shay. And then as soon as it's almost like not rabbit in a headlights moment, but of a similar ilk to that, where he will have he's done all the hard work and he has the simplest little bit to do. Yeah. I say it's the simplest bit. I've never been a Premier League striker, so I don't know how hard it is to score against these goalkeepers. But from what it seems like is he's done all the hard work and he just has to roll it in. And that's where he then either gets caught in two minds about does he want to lash it? Does he want to place it? Is he still kind of got his peripheral vision looking around for an opportunity to pass and then makes the wrong decision and then doesn't get a goal? Maybe the first opportunity was a good save from Fabianski, but he had another one as well. Um, later on and 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 again squandered that opportunity too but it just feels like he does all the right things up until the moment that matters yeah that's very true and in the Premier League you need to be clinical uh, but I will take the positives from this game there's a lot of positives to take from it um, and I think Che Adams gets himself in his opportunities and at some point 
He'll get into a little bit of a purple patch and we'll be absolutely loving uh, singing his name. Um, what I did find uh, disappointing, Armel, Bella, the source, yeah. out, injured, that, that's going to be a bit of a worry. However, not as much of a worry as it would have been uh, had we not got uh, Shah uh, to to re- to replace him uh, centre back, so I think Salisu Shah going forward that's going to be good for us. Yeah, it was. Um, it wasn't maybe the best time when uh, was it Salisu that was out after the international break and Shaletta yeah. Sar and and Bella Koch up together. I can't remember what the game what game that was. I don't know if that was was that Wolves. Yeah, we did have that. Yeah, we lost. I can't, I can't remember which game it was, but um, it wasn't as convincing as Belakotchap and Salisu together. But um, we'll see. I, th- I yeah. think he's got a lot of promise. He's he's a big defender. I don't think he was. He, I thought he was all right when he came on um, when uh, ABK went off with his with his uh, dislocated shoulder or arm, whatever whatever he's got. And I'm not sure the extent of that injury. How long it's going to keep him out for? Maybe it'll just be a couple of weeks. Hopefully, no longer than that. Um, if there was a position where we were going to lose someone, it's probably an okay one. Yeah, that that and that and a striker we'd probably manage. Um, yeah. Just no more central midfielders. That would be great. I know, and 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 hopefully in this game that we obviously uh, are looking forward to, but when everybody's listening now, will be in the past. Uh, JWP, I'm hoping has a, a much more JWP performance that we're used to uh, against Bournemouth. Um, because just just looking a little bit like carrying the team and then not putting in the performances that we expect of him, so I'm hoping it'll be a bit of a boost for everybody uh, yeah. in in the Saints team. I think I think that a win, just getting a solid win, even if it's one nil, two one, whatever, just getting three points and in a a non panicky fashion, in a a convincing display, an assured professional display, not I happen. think would give everyone such. A lift because Southampton are 18th now um, with five points, which was the same amount of points as we had after the first seven games. Oh, no, we got a point. So maybe we got six points now. When I looked at the table, it said five. And I think that if we don't start getting positive results from good displays, it is really going to be a bit of a Debbie Downer. The, the, the annoying thing is, is Bournemouth have gone the other way. Oh, mate, it, Bournemouth it's were, were shocking under Scott Parker. And then under Gary O'Neill, I don't think they've lost in their last five or six games. So mate, it's, it's, it's bonkers, isn't it? It's Southampton have got eight points uh, in 18th place. Bournemouth a 10th with 13 points. However, you look at the aggregate, they've obviously got a minus 12 because of that 9-0. Uh, and then you've got Saints with a minus nine. However, Bournemouth are just oh, getting the results uh, when they need to and just clawing into them. I mean, good old Jack Stevens isn't a part of that. So before anyone says it's because Jack <laughs> Stevens is down there, it's not. But they just, they're just getting, getting, getting those results across the line. Yes, mm. they got a draw against Fulham in their last match, uh, but they got a win against Leicester City. And so it just begins to, to pile up all of these points that they're accruing, looking good. And it's not going to be a foregone conclusion that Saints are going to get a win. At, at, no, uh, certainly not. I must also apologise for um, saying Saints had five points. I was, I was clearly not. Feels like it, though, doesn't it? Yeah, it feels <laughs> like bit, it. Yeah. Um, so eight points isn't isn't that bad, really, when when you think about it. But um, the fact that Bournemouth are in tenth after the start of the season they had, if anything, it gives you a little bit of um, hope because if they can turn it around in the space of five or six games, it doesn't doesn't it doesn't seem what have that they no done? one else can. Steve, what have they done? 
differently to Southampton right now. And it's the talk of everyone, even the the body language don't, of Ralph. Don't make me say it. Don't make no, me say d- it. I'm going to say it for you. Okay. Ralph leaving the pitch against West Ham. That was the 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 one bit. I was a bit like, come on. It's almost like we all have to get them to have a big hug because Ralph didn't go over to any of the players. Just walked off. That's what it appeared like. And a lot mm. of fans were like, there's something not right here. Even David Moyes stayed around and congratulated both sets of players. And you're a bit like, come on, something needs to gel. Uh, Ralph did say, uh, we are missing, what, what Southampton are missing uh, is a player slash spark that can score uh, from nothing. And that is what we're missing at the moment. And also, uh, Southampton is a little stat for you, 116 clubs in the Football League. Saints are the only one with a clean without a clean sheet. So ah. Bournemouth... Massive game. I'm not. I'm being positive. I think if we can beat anybody, because the last couple of results we've had against them, we've got uh, a result and one. But it's big, big talk, mate. It's this a bad is, this stat, is what that, isn't it? When you think about it, because we've we've bemoaned strikers and not scoring, but when you think that we're the only club out of 116 that haven't got a clean sheet in how many games we've played now? 12, 13? Enough. We've played enough, mate. No, 10, sorry. <laughs> 10, 10 games. Um, my stats are all over the place today. It's like I haven't even watched a season. Um, but yeah, to not have a, to not have a, um, a clean sheet um, is a bit disheartening. Because it makes you then think that the, the defence is the issue, when it's not. Because if anything, when I uh, watch matches at St Mary's or, or watch them on the road, for me, I think probably our defence is the strongest part of the team. Yeah. When you look across... I think Bazunu is a fantastic shot-stopping sweeper-keeper. Uh, and then we've got great fullbacks in the form of Kyle and, and Roman Perro, And then we will have Tino to come back into the fold at some point. And obviously, we spoke, um, we've given the highest praise to the centre-backs in the form of, of Bella Kotchap and, and Salisu, who for young men are, are, are performing fantastically. So it, it makes it feel like it's a little bit of a, a slander on them because... The, the defence and the goalkeeper are judged for the clean sheet efforts, but they've actually been in my opinion, the best part of the team. 100%. 100%, Steve. I'm, I'm totally with you on that. And that's why as a full 90 minutes, I remember saying it at the beginning of the season, we've played about maybe about half a match good enough. Against West Ham, it was a, it was a game of two halves, in my opinion. Mm. First half, we were very good. Second half, let's not discuss it. So therefore, how do we put a full 90 minutes together and get the matches across the line? Something like that Chelsea game. It feels so long ago, but we played a full 90 minutes of just battling to get those those three mm. points. That's what we need against Bournemouth. Uh, I guess that the danger person, we'll get to that when we chat about Bournemouth. But um, but yeah, I, I don't like the fact, or I was just going to mention it, uh, Matthias Jassel. I'm going to pronounce it like Jazzle, the Vajazzle, Matthias Vajazzle. Jassel, Jassel. Yeah, the Vajazzle man. Uh, He's been tipped with being uh, replacing uh, good old Ralph. Um, He's at RB Salzburg. You can see the link immediately. Very young manager, 34 years of age, uh, coming in. He's got a UEFA Pro license, which is good. And preferred formation is the 4-3-1-2. We never said we were going to talk about formations on this, this, and we're not. But I'm just reading the stats. Uh, he's been tipped. Lots of people have been tipped. But if Saints get a win against Bournemouth, we won't have to discuss that because Ralph will be staying there. Thank you. Right, folks. Now it is time. The moment you've been waiting for. 
Saints trivia question of the week. Not your best one, but very good nonetheless. No. You kept telling me the other ones were too short, so I tried to elongate that one. Yeah, elongate it in the right note and definitely go... <laughs> no, I'm kidding. <laughs> Mate, I couldn't do it as well as you do. You do a beautiful uh, job of introducing it. Um, here's the thing. Uh, I want to go behind. I want to open up that fourth wall. Let people in. That's what I do. I'm that sort of accommodating guy for a soiree. I'm fantastic. Steve, you've got a question. Yeah. I've got a question. Would you like to ask your question to me? And then uh, we'll ask the official one for everybody who's listening to um, see if they can get it. Well, can you give me a minute? Because when, oh, when I thought that you were just doing the, the question, I then basically just didn't find the answer to mine. Oh, well, then that's no good at all. Well, I'll... So if you, give, if you give me a second, oh. I'll, I'll find it out. You want... <laughs> <laughs> like, I came up with a question. I didn't find the answer to it because you were like, oh, I've already done it this week. So <laughs> what I will do is quickly do it now. All right, mate. Uh... Good content this time. Good, top, good content. Beating whether we'll cut most of this up. Probably. Um, there we go. Just pop that into Google. Um, why is that not working? Do you reckon we can get like a countdown timer or something to go on here? What? <laughs> there we go. Right, I got it. All right, mate. Not the, not the official question. Uh, may I just say that'll be coming next. So, Tom, as we're playing Bournemouth, ha- to the nearest mile, how many miles are between St Mary's and the Vitality Stadium? Oh my word! Uh, stadium to stadium. And if, and if you couldn't tell, the reason it took me so long is I was going on Google Maps to find out. I would say it is by road as well. So we're going. If you're driving, yeah. it, sorry. If I'm driving, am I allowed on the pavement at any point? No. Not as the not as the crow flies, but in your car. Okay, I've never understood as the crow flies um, in the car. I reckon miles thirty six miles. You are close. It is thirty two point six miles. Oh, yeah, I'm down. So very very close. Yeah, Thanks, very close. Thirty two point six miles. If you're driving from St Mary's to the Vitality Stadium. Yeah, um, just. It's a horrible road. I don't enjoy it. As you get closer to Bournemouth, it goes down to a 50. And um, it annoys me when cars don't stick to the 50. And I do. And I feel like a mug. But I'm also not a mug because I'm sticking to the speed limit that is advised. I feel sorry for away fans as well, having to then leave the ground at that time at night. And it's horrible getting out of Dorset. So best of um, luck to everyone. So I hope you enjoyed it. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Would you like this week's question? Let's get the official question, Tom, because mine was rubbish. No, it wasn't. I thoroughly enjoyed it. Uh, Okay. So, as we are recording this on Tuesday, the anniversary of Saints' biggest ever Premier League win, 8-0 against Sunderland. Oh, blimey, do those days seem very far away. But 8-0 against Sunderland. How many own goals were there in the game? Stevie, what is your answer? Stevie, 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 out of those eight goals, how many were own goals? I can't remember. Um, so I'm just going to take a wild stab in the dark and say three. Oh, hello. That is, in fact, the correct answer. Get in. A hat trick of own goals. Uh, 
<laughs> Graziano Pella scored two, Jack Cork scored one, Dusan Tadic scored another, and Victor Wanyama uh, scored the other. So 8-0, what a win, and three own goals. Quite a quite a fascinating statistic, mm. that. And where are Sunderland mm. now? Who cares, mate? League Sunderland. two. Sunderland till I die. They're getting a third uh, series, I think. It was, it was a good documentary. That I did enjoy it a lot. I think it's better than the um, all or nothing ones. Yeah, there's Netflix a bit more stuff. You can't. The thing is, you can't have a team doing well. It just doesn't work as uh, it's not as gritty. It doesn't get you emotionally invested yeah. as much as seeing Sunderland continually be rubbish. Uh, but they're on the up now. So anyway, I love the, the scene you know, where they get the new owners in and the new yeah. directors and they're deciding the walkout music. You remember that one? <laughs> yeah. And I think the guy's name's Charlie. And uh, he's like, oh God, the stuff you play at the moment is so boring. Like it doesn't, you know, it doesn't get fans on their feet. And then he just starts playing like trance Ibiza music and going like, this is it. Wait for the drop. The drop will get you. Uh, it's brilliant. <laughs> I would love to see like a Southampton Till I Die documentary. And then oh, have did. like the new Sports Republic uh, owners, like from when they joined, and then just having Dragon uh, go into the boardroom <laughs> and be like, I know what we should have as walkout music. Um, James Blunt. It, the, uh, just a quick insight into, into the world. When we were doing the match day hosting, Matt, the DJ, I really enjoyed Matt. Uh, he would he would throw in a few curveballs every now and again. Um, but then we had that Wurzel. Proper Southampton, a window seat school marching. <laughs> that would be my first filming of that and the recording of that. It was, uh, it wasn't great. I, I really like the music that they play uh, before the game now. So Ed, the new DJ, I say mm. new, he's been there for a few years now. Um, he plays some great tunes, but it's kind of like Motowny funk that he plays maybe sort of an hour before kickoff, 45 minutes before kickoff. And I, it gets me going before Saints Live. I love it. So if yeah. Matt's Matt's listening. Oh, sorry, Matt, not man. That was the old DJ. If Ed's listening, keep keep it going, man. I'm absolutely loving these tunes. Oh, fair play, uh, Steve. We are coming almost to the end of uh, a shorter podcast this week. Uh, what else do we have to tuck on into? Uh, we should probably go into what the fans are saying, um, mm. and also what fans are listening. Okay. This is called audience engagement, Tom. I feel this is maybe a little section we've not dived into before. And it's it's to give something back because I reckon when when you listen to a podcast, do you ever think, Am I the only one that listens to this? Are there others? How Mm. am I part of a wider community that I can then liaise with and talk about? You know, there's certain popular podcasts around the UK or internationally, and you discuss it with your friends and you'll you'll go, Oh, did you hear that bit from that podcast? Maybe people who listen to WMO don't have that person <laughs> to be able to chat to this podcast with or about mm. with. So, that's, um, that's the I, awareness we want to raise in this. Exactly. Um, We're here to talk to you. So, I've done a little dive into our audience figures, Tom. Yeah. And um, it's safe to say. Didn't take long. <laughs> it didn't. Matter of moments. Uh, we're on a bit of a decline. <laughs> what? So, whether, <laughs> so, whether that's the quality of the output, from start to now, from week one to 13, is slowly becoming apparent that it's not that good. <laughs> then <laughs> maybe that could be the reason. Maybe we need to pick it up slightly. So um, we started strong, Tom. We really started this podcast strong. Episode one, A New Hope. Quite, yeah. quite a few listeners for that one. Uh, also, our special episode with Dean Hammond. I think that was episode three. Um, that, that had quite a number uh, of listeners. And 
and we're kind of dropping down in 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 volume, shall we say, okay. in the last few right. weeks. So maybe we need another. You you, you highlighted earlier, Nigel Atkins. He'll boost Once it. Once he's again on, for us. hopefully he can boost it. Maybe we need to get a bit more uh, substance in the form of a, a prof- ex professional or someone tied to the game. So maybe we might get okay. some more special episodes. That seems to be doing the trick. But the other thing that really I found interesting was where in the world people are listening from, Tom. Oh, I love this. Where, where are people listening from? So it, it comes as no surprise that a massive part of our demographic is from the UK and Northern Ireland. Uh, 78.3% of our Good. listenership are from the uh, the British Isles. Um, and then we start working down the list. There's, we've got some in America. Obviously, our partner, the Believe Podcast Network, our US-based outfit. So that, that, would, that would make sense there. Um, a few in Canada. So far, this is all this is all good. This is as a, as as I'd expect it to be. Yes, predominantly English speaking countries. Okay, sure. we then it then gets a little bit um, weird uh, because then fourth on the list is Norway. <laughs> Maybe they're okay. Moy fa- Moy fans. A lot of Elianusi supporters want to want to tune in. Yeah. Um, uh, let's let's take a little kind of stab further down. So there's there's countries such as like France and Sweden. There's a, f- a few from the United Arab Emirates. Some of our Dubai listeners, um, Australia, Germany, and then we kind of go further down the list. And obviously these are small percentages, but it makes me wonder: were Saints fans just on holiday there, or are people genuinely supporting from these parts of the world? So um, a place I've never heard of is the uh, the Hellenic Republic. That sounds that sounds uncomfortable. I don't even... I'm going to have to Google this. I don't even know what the Hellenic Republic... It's the Balkans. It's Greece. Oh, oh very nice. Like Helen, Helen of Troy, maybe. That's, that's the, the reason that's called that. Well, for some reason, uh, Believe's audience figures show Greece as the Hellenic Republic. That doesn't Republic. make any sense. That's, that's um, definitely a holiday right there. Because uh, I don't think Southampton have ever had a Greek player. Maybe we did for a little while. Uh, mm. Did we? Yeah, maybe we did. Or maybe, it was, yeah, I don't think we have. And also, maybe these are, maybe this is Matt Letizia, but the um, the Bellewick of Guernsey oh. is also a, a region. Yeah. Um, we've had uh, 0.23% of our listeners from uh, from Guernsey. And the one that really kind of struck uh-huh. me, other than the fact that Hong Kong is called Hong Kong Special Administrative Region, which just seems odd, um, is 0.1% of our listener figures, uh-huh. Tom, are from, are from Peru. <laughs> oh, no, no, Nobby Solano uh, territory of the world. I, I mean, if anyone is scaling Machu Picchu and has We March On With Stephen Tom on to see them up that hill, I'll be very No impressed. wonder they're out of breath, not just because of the... the the altitude, but also because they're thoroughly enjoying WMO. Well, this is this is a revelation. Uh, I didn't know you were so popular in Peru. Um, we are going to do, based on that, a whole Peru special um, just for that 0.01%. Um, and yep. we're going to do a Greek special. So guys, if you are listening, uh, just stay tuned. We've got stuff coming your way. I don't know how we're going to do that, but we will. <laughs> what do we do? Just... We'll film it and bring Slovaki to yes, the we table. Will. We will do that. And some mythos. Mate, that's, that's fascinating. I think we're doing a great job. Look, listen, you can't get any lower than what we're at the moment. So therefore, <laughs> the only way is up. 
I think it's good to look at the data, but it's also good to know that we do this uh, for the people out there that do listen. So thank you very much uh, for getting yeah, uh, involved in in everything. Um, and if you do want to mm-hmm. share it as well, with if you want that confidant to speak about the, the WMO podcast with, you can follow us at We March On Pod across all social media channels, or you can just send us an email if you just want to say, oh, Stephen, Tom, I love you so much, um, to WeMarchOnPod at gmail.com. That's beautiful. Um, final thing I will say, Oscar says, if you support Southampton Football Club and you're actively hoping we lose football matches and the hope the manager gets sacked, you don't support this football club. What a beautiful sentiment to end this podcast. Steve, it's been a pleasure. Uh, how do we normally say goodbye in an episode? I'm just wondering. Uh, well, considering there's not a long time left until the Zoom call runs out, we'll just have to say, until the next time, see us out, Saints Brass. <laughs> <laughs>